This is KDXI St. George, Radio St. George 100.3 FM. And welcome to Small Business Big Advice, where we dissect business topics for busy people who work hard, dream big, and want to find success. And now here's your host for Small Business Big Advice, Amber Murray. Welcome to Wednesday and welcome to Small Business Big Advice, everybody out there. I'm so grateful that you joined me today as we continue to talk about all things businessy. When I was thinking this week about what I wanted to share with you guys and what I was kind of witnessing out there as maybe a topic that needed to be talked about, something kept coming to me over and over in conversations that I was having with other people. And so I thought, hey, if other people are experiencing this, then maybe a lot of other people are experiencing this. And you know how that goes. It just rolls and rolls. And here we are. (laughs) So today, I'm going to read you the definition as I did last week. I kind of like this idea of read you the definition and then see if you can figure out what we're going to talk about. Makes it a little bit fun at the beginning, I guess. Um, Here we go. Evidence typically derived from an experiment or pilot project which demonstrates that a design concept, business proposal, etc., is feasible. Any idea what we're talking about today? You're right! It's proof of concept. <laughs> proof of concept is just a critical component in anything you're going to do. So let's, let's dive into this a little bit. All right. You got a business idea. You have something that's been rolling around up there in your brain and you're like, I want to do this. You know, I want to make a widget let's say. But how? And will it work? And does somebody need it? And are you solving a problem that exists in the world? Those are all things that proof of concept will help answer for you. I see a lot of people have ideas and I've had plenty. Let me tell you, my brain goes and I get ideas almost every other night about something I want to do. Not many of those I actually follow through with, but I've seen people follow through on ideas that were just not the best idea. And it's because they didn't really put the work in first to make sure that it was viable. And by that, I mean, they get an idea. You're really excited about this idea. You think everybody's going to love what you're doing. So you pour all your savings into it and all your energy into it. And guess what? Nobody cares. Nobody likes what you're doing. It's not selling. Your service isn't selling. Your product isn't selling. Whatever it is, the market's saturated or the market doesn't have enough. People who care about it, you had no idea. And now you've lost all your savings. You've lost all that time. You've gotten a lot of experience, which is fantastic. But had you started from the beginning with this idea of proof of concept, you could have really saved yourself some trouble here. So to do a proof of concept... It really just means that you're trying it out. You're going you're gonna to prove your concept. You're going to prove your idea. First thing you're going to need to do is have a prototype. Now, whether, that you, whether your idea is a product and you need to make a prototype, if you're making something, we have a great space here. If you're locally in St. George, it's the Makerspace. Makerspaces are popping up all over the country. So you might be able to find one local to where you are if you just Google make, Makerspace in your city. But you're going to need to make some sort of prototype so that when you talk about your idea to somebody, they have a concept of what you're doing. If you're service-based, it's the same thing. You're going to need to prototype this. So let's say that you are a masseuse and you have an idea that you want to um, have your own masseuse shop. 
you still need proof of concept. You still need to make sure that this is something that people want, that there's room in the market for you, that your prices are good, all of those kind of things. And so in order to do that, you're going to maybe make a flyer with your services and your prices on them. And you're going to be able to share that with people. Either way, you're going to need something in your hand that you can walk up to people with and say, but here's what I got. Here's my product. Here's my idea. Here's my service. This is what I'm doing. What do you think? And you're going to need to get all those answers. So first you're going to prototype and then you're going to work on proof of concept. Sometimes people get those two terms mixed up. They're two different things. Prototype, then proof of concept. Now, once you have your prototype, how do you do a proof of concept? How? It's a good question. Well, you're going to need to start making a list of questions that you have around this idea. Where am I going to sell this? Who's going to buy this? Is it something that they're going to buy one time or more than one time? How am I going to market to the people? What am I going to sell this for? Like, how much money am I going to sell this for? Um, how am I going to do my fulfillment? How am I going to uh, get this shipped in time or um, manufactured in time, boxed in time? So you're going to kind of write all those questions down. You're going to start answering them for yourself. So let's walk through a product here. Let's think about something. Um Let's say that you have an idea that you want to make a new hairbrush. This hairbrush is going to, you know, just add that fullness that everyone's looking for. Male, female, gender neutral, anybody wants fuller hair. And you have, you have an idea for a hairbrush that's going to do this. You're super excited about this hairbrush. First, prototype it. You need to make this hairbrush. You're going to need to get one in your hands of what this actual hairbrush is. Now, when you first start out, you could kind of skimp a little bit and prototype something that uh, is not 100% your final product. That's okay. But if you're really trying to tout the idea of it being a superior product or that there's something unique about what you're doing, it's really best if you could get one of the actual products in your hand because you're going to want to be able to show people exactly what its selling features are and what the what the benefits are of this, let's say, hairbrush that we're doing. So, okay, I have an idea for a hairbrush. I design out my hairbrush. I either find a way to manufacture one off myself through They have companies that can help you do that. Or maybe I put a prototype together because it's not so much that I care about it being a fuller hairbrush. It's that I'm going to build a brand around a hairbrush, which are two different things, but can also be two of the same thing. So we'll say that I actually am trying to invent a new hairbrush this time and I've made my actual hairbrush. Woohoo! It arrived in the mail today. I'm so excited. Now what do I do with this hairbrush? How do I get from the idea in my head to I've created it and it's a physical item now to does anybody care about this hairbrush? (laughs) Because if you live in a place where nobody has hair, nobody's going to care about the hairbrush. So it's always good like preliminarily (laughs) when you're having a business idea to kind of think, have I ever heard people saying to me, oh man, my locks, they're just so thin and I wish I had a better hairbrush. Have I ever encountered that? If you haven't, 
that's when it's a good chance to maybe ask people, do they want a new hairbrush? Sometimes people don't know what they want until they see it, until you show them a better way. So that's why having that prototype is kind of a good a good step to do, I think. I think it's always good when you have the idea to take it that one next step further to have a product or the service ready to show people and then start asking your questions. But you have this hairbrush. It arrived. Now you've got to decide, what am I going to sell it for? The best thing about creating your own business is that you get to pivot anytime you want. You get to make the decisions. You get to pivot on what you're wanting to do. You can change the price, lower the price, raise the price, move things around. Now, there comes a time down the road when you're an established business that it's a little harder to pivot on things because customers come to expect something or you you've set a precedence for how you're operating. But when you're just starting out, when you're working on proof of concept, this is the time that you get to pivot. This is the time that you're going to prove that people want this hairbrush. What you might find out is that people do want that hairbrush. They love it. Their their hair has been just falling out and they're all about getting this good hairbrush from you. But they don't want to pay $25 for it. They only want to pay $5 for it. So you might go to a... Um, I am all about, you guys, oh my goodness, I am cheap, cheap, cheap. I buy all my stuff, like all my furniture off Facebook yard sale pages. I am cheap and I am cheap when it comes to proving out your business idea. You don't need to get that hairbrush in your hand, rush out, go to the large beauty expo and pay $10,000 for a booth with this hairbrush. You need to do proof of concept, which looks like, Going and finding a small event, maybe you're maybe you have like a craft bazaar going on somewhere at like a church. Maybe you have a an expo that's happening in your town. Maybe they have here we have like a first Friday. You could go and set up a booth for first Friday. You need to go and set up something cheap, like where your investment is low before you start pouring a bunch of money into it. So find find a way to do that, but that it's going to give you exposure to people because you want their opinions. You want to know what they think. The good thing is when you set up this booth, let's say I got my hairbrush, it's in the mail. Oh my goodness, guess what? Next month there's a first Friday here, so I'm going to get a booth and it's going to cost me a hundred bucks, but I'm going to bring my own table and my own tabletop uh, or canopy cover and I'll get a tablecloth off Walmart and I will hand print a sign because I'm going to work my booty off. I'm going to hold this handbrush and every person that comes by me, I'm going to tell them and extol the benefits of this hairbrush and how their hair could be. And in doing so, I'm going to get all the information I need about if people want this hairbrush. So I'm going to, people are going to come up and be walking by and I'm not going to sit there idly, right? I'm not going to sit there and wait for people to come talk to me. I'm excited about my hairbrush. I want to get other people's opinions. So I'm going to jump up. I'm going to get in front of them. I'm going to say, hey, you have hair. Look what I have. I have a new hairbrush. And I want to show you what it does. Because the bristles are aligned in this geometric pattern, it's going to lift and volumize your hair as you brush through it. And they're either going to give you a look like, oh, my goodness, I've been waiting for this my whole life. Or they're going to give you a look like, I don't need another hairbrush. This, this isn't for me. When they look at you like, oh my goodness, I've been waiting for this my whole life, you get to decide how much I'm going to sell it for. This is where that pricing structure comes in. Okay, so 
you you list them for twenty five dollars, and even though people like them, they just don't want to part with twenty five dollars for it. They don't see a twenty five dollar value in that. And you aren't you haven't built a brand <laughs> where you have the ability to say, you know, well, you're it's for the name, it's for the exclusivity of having this hairbrush. You're just trying to see if people like this hairbrush and figure out what your margins are. So let's say this hairbrush costs you $10 to make landed, which means packaged um, at a quantity that you can afford to manufacture, and it's going to cost you $10 each. You want to be able to make a return on that $10, and, and you really want it to be double, right? You really want to be able to charge $20 for that and at least have double in there. More is even better. So let's say you start with $25 and people go, I don't like this. All right. You know, those people walk on through the crowd and now here come more people and you say, okay, um, it's $20. And you have maybe now one out of every 20 people say, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I really want to add that volume to my hair and $20 is worth it. Great. Do some other things here. Get, keep your business mind going here. Make sure you're getting their information. Make sure you're following up for reviews you know, work on your customer service element after the sale, those kind of things too. But for the sake of this conversation, they buy it for $20, they walk on by. But now you wonder, hmm, what happens if I sell it for $15 or $17.50, right? We'll do $17.50 and people come by and now you're selling five out of 20. That's a good way to know that people want to purchase this product. They like the product. It's at this much money. Proof of concept, you still need to follow up with the people who purchased it. You need still need to see, like, did that fall apart when they got home and started using it? How do they feel about it? Proof of concept is not selling to your family and friends. We all do that. We all have family and friends that love us, and we all love our family and friends, and it's really hard for family and friends to be objective with us and tell us the truth, that they hate whatever you're doing. <laughs> They're going to love everything you're doing. You could have the worst idea in the world. And because they love you, they love what you're doing. So do not use your family and friends for your proof of concept. Once you've kind of gotten this, let's say you've done this first Friday and you have a pricing for it, get opinions and then do it again and then do it again. Do it a few times. Prove out that people want this. Prove out that you can sell this. Prove out that people care about this. Another thing to think about is market saturation. I see this a lot right now in wellness industries. Wellness is really hot right now. You guys, like, I'm sure you know this, but wellness, life coaches, um, kind of uh, like find your passion coaches. I'm not sure what the word is for that. Nutritional coaches, uh, wellness events. All of those are really hot right now. And it's fine if that's what you want to do. That's your passion and that's what you want to do. You can do it. You can make up your services. You can find something that delineates you from the other people, from your competitors. You guys are all competing for the same dollars. You know, we're talking business right now, guys. Not like the the lovey-feely stuff, but actual business concepts. So you can follow your passion and do what you want to do, but you also have to then take into consideration what the pricing is of other people. You have to take into consideration what they're offering. You have to take into consideration, is the market saturated? I mean, if you have 100 people in your town and there's 15 life coaches and only 25 people out of those 100 people would ever go to a life coach in the first place and you have 15 life coaches and only 25 people that would go to a life coach, 
it's going to be a lot harder for you to get market penetration. It's going to be a lot harder for you to establish yourself than picking maybe a different business idea. So when we talk about business ideas, I'm of the firm belief that you should do something that you're passionate about. But at the same time, it's okay if you just want to do a business because you just want to make money too. Ideally, you get those two to cross together. So you're excited about something and passionate about something and you're able to to make money at it. But it doesn't necessarily have to be. I've met lots of successful business people that have great businesses going because they've solved a problem that other people have. And yet they don't really care about that problem. That's okay. I've met lots of great business people that care genuinely about the problem that other people have, are trying to fill that need of the problem and have a successful business. And then I've met people also that have, you know, care about the problem or don't care about the problem and their business is terrible. So <laughs> all that to say, sometimes we put too much into follow your passion, follow your passion, make sure your passion can feed your family. And a way to do that is to do this proof of concept. A lot of times I talk to people and do business advising and people come with ideas and they think I need to get a $5,000 website and I need to get a $10,000 social media specialist and I need to get, you know, a $500 logo and it, their idea is costing them $20,000 before they've even found out if somebody cares about their idea. Don't let that be you. Don't do that. There's no need to do that. Think smaller at first. Think, okay, I don't need a whole website. There are landing page apps out there. And you can just get a domain name from like name.com. It's $8.99. You buy yourself a domain name. You can get a landing page app and you can create a web page that's just one web page that has your product on it. And you can do proof of concept with Facebook ads. You can go online to YouTube and teach yourself how that works. A lot of these skills that we're paying other people for, the learning curve isn't that high now that we have YouTube videos and really in-depth tutorials for things. And and the fact that these companies have made like Facebook ads, they're a little confusing when you first start, but there's so much documentation out there and so much help out there that you're able to kind of navigate through it. So proof of concept can happen if you are a single mom and you have zero dollars and you have a great idea, and you just want to maybe see if this idea will fly, don't let that hold you back. In fact, I was just speaking with a friend yesterday, and she was saying, this was at lunch, and she was unhappy with her job, and I was saying, why don't you you think about maybe starting a business? Is there something you would like to do? And she said, I don't have any money. I can't start a business. The reality is, You don't need a lot of money to start a business. You do if you're thinking, I need to come out of the gate big, right? We have this sort of Instagram idea around business even that I need to come out just polished and big and great or people won't like it. If you're filling a need that they have, they will like it. It really comes down to that. If you're able to do something that people have been going, oh, I've been wondering if I was ever going to get that. You know, if people's hair is looking dull and flat and you really come up with a better hairbrush you're filling a need people will want to buy that you don't have to have twenty thousand dollars worth of website for them to buy that at first and to find out if they'll buy that the other good thing about proof of concept and taking it small at first 
is that you're able to then pour your money into what works. So if you just kind of take your whatever limited resources you have and throw them all at the wall and see what sticks, you're not able to then take any other money and throw it at what actually did stick. But if you take little bits here and little bits there, instead of just this whole huge bank blanket approach, I need to be big today, you'll be able to get there. Uh, I say this, which is, I think I said it in the last episode too, you guys, you're a seed. Don't expect to plant a seed today and have fruit tomorrow. It takes time. It takes momentum. It takes working. And then there are days, even when it's working, that you think, I want to quit. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to work anymore. Um, I, I'm insecure and I'm feeling scared. Maybe, maybe people don't like this. Do your proof of concept so that you can shore yourself up a little bit with, yeah, people are buying this. People care about it. People like it. Make sure that you're solving a real problem that people have. Make sure that you're doing something that you want to invest your time in. Maybe you're not completely in love with the idea, but you don't mind investing your time in because the time is the one thing that you have. You don't have to have a lot of money and you don't even have to have a lot of time, but you have to have enough time to see something through. That doesn't mean that you just have the idea and then tomorrow you wake up and it's all good. It means people are going to tell you the things that they don't like. I don't like this about your product. I don't like this about your service. Listen to them. Do a survey. Send it out to people. Listen, reshape it, pivot it, rework it. You know, maybe you've done the hairbrush and what you find out is that people don't really need a new hairbrush. They're tired of hairbrushes for whatever reason. Their hair feels fine to them. But you're able to take what you've learned about that hairbrush and in speaking with them and them telling you, I don't need a hairbrush. My hair is fine as far as thickness goes, but my shampoo, I think, is what's causing the problem. You're able to pivot. Listen to what people are out there saying that they need and then fill those holes for them and then prove out that they want they want to purchase whatever it is you're doing. You guys, we are coming up here at the end of the show. I hope that the proof of concept idea is helpful to you. I hope that you understand that the other fun thing about proof of concept is don't take it personally. If it sucks and it fails and people don't like what you're doing, that's okay. Thank goodness you did proof of concept and you didn't throw all your money into something. And now you can do something else. You don't have to stay stuck on the hairbrush. You can move on. It's fun to create ideas. It's fun to have ideas. It's fun to execute on ideas. It's even funner when it's ideas that people want, when it's services that people want, products that people want. You don't have to just stick with one thing. And when you have one thing that works, the fun thing, like I'm starting a couple more businesses right now. I have business ideas rolling around in my head, some things that I think might fill a need. I have no idea, you guys. I have to prove them out. One, one of the ones I'm doing requires some technology. I could start this whole company and source products and go about doing this whole thing and invest thousands of dollars trying to get this work or... I could say, well, I'm going to do proof of concept. I'm going to go with what I already have, products I already have. I'm going to work on the back-end technology piece and make sure that this is something that people want to do first before I go through with all of this. Because if it's not, I'd rather use that money for something else fun to create and do. But if it is, then by all means, I'm going to start dumping money into it and growing it up big. Proof of concept is your friend. Last week, we talked about tenacity, about moving forward about always doing the work and execution. 
This week, proof of concept. Think smaller. Think strategically. Think how you can get in front of your demographic and your customers. Be willing to pivot on those. If your demographic you think is somebody whose you know, hair is thinning with your hairbrush, and it turns out that it's actually people who already have really thick hair that's long, and they're the ones that love it the most, pivot, turn, focus on those people as who you're going to sell to. Proof of concept works out your pricing. It works out your demographic. It works out your product. And if it's something usable or not, proof of concept, proof of concept, proof of concept. I hope that was helpful to you guys. I appreciate you listening and taking time with me today. Tune in next week as we talk about something else that really can make a difference in your business. I hope you guys have a great Wednesday, great rest of the week. You've been listening to Small Business Big Advice. To view video or to podcast, go to iTunes or Spotify, YouTube or Facebook and search Radio St. George or go to RadioStGeorge.com. Join us next week for Small Business Big Advice on Radio St. George 100.3 FM.